0: On the flow, my box up counted millions in bad bitch booted, swole. On a bad got bank not head
1: shot, case close, close, close. What is up, guys? You're listening to the show. What is the show? Welcome to the show for the realists that's right. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society, and welcome to motherfucking reality. I'm sorry, I was distracted. I was distracted by this amazing trophy that sits right here in front of the world for everybody to see. See? See? It's right here. You know what that trophy's for? It's for being the funniest motherfucker on this show. I was distracted. <laughs> now, these guys thought they were going to play a fucking joke on me, and they got what they think to be a female goat. That's a nanny. Did that, what do they call a female goat? Nannies or does? Oh, really? Yeah. Are you sure? I Wikipedia it. Okay, you Google it? Yeah. But see, they fucked up because really what they did was they got me a a goat trophy that has two wieners. All right? So, what? Yes. It's super fucking goat. It's like the goat of the goats. Okay. All right. Like, what would you do if you had two big-ass wieners? You would be double DJ. Yeah. <sighs> okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> Fuck you guys. That's two wieners. <laughs> All right, so what we got here? We got Q and A F. We got Q and A F. All right, Q and A F. Um, that's where you submit the cues, and I give you the answers. You can submit those questions too, uh, guys. Email those questions into askandy@andyseller.com, or you could drop them underneath the Q and A F episodes on YouTube in the comments, and we'll pick some from there as well. Uh, other times when you tune in, we was CTI. CTI is Cruise the Internet. That is uh, what we're talking about current events, what's going on in the world. We put up some headlines on the screen. We make fun of them. Uh, we tell jokes. We talk about what's true, what's not true, what we think might be going on, and uh, that's that. So that's CTI. Then we have Real Talk. Real Talk is five to 20 minutes of just some shit that I think you all need to hear, and then we have Full Length. And Full Length is uh, what you see all over the internet. It's just a couple of people sitting in here and we have a conversation. So that's the gist of the show. Uh, we have a fee for the show and the fee is not monetary. The fee is very simple. We ask that you just tell someone if you're passionate about the show, if the show helps you, if you think this message should be out there, uh, I get a lot of messages. from people like, Oh man, this message, everybody should hear this. Well, the only way that everybody hears it is if you guys share it. So if it makes you laugh, it makes you think. If it gives you some new perspective, if it teaches you some shit you didn't know that makes your life better, please share the show. That's what we're talking about whenever we talk about the fee. So, with that being said, what's going on, man? Yeah, it's going. Why are you keep looking at my goat? It's. I'm. I'm proud of you. Yeah, you should be. Um, I'm the fucking only goat with two dicks. <laughs> Right. Come on. Walk around (laughs) and find out. Uh, If if one dick is broke, you got another one. Yeah, right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't know
0: what I would do with two dicks. Probably nothing good. (laughs) (laughs) Probably
1: nothing good. Look what I can do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, man, what's going on? Oh, nothing, man. Just uh, we had a meet. Dude, what the fuck was that earlier today? Oh, yeah. What the fuck was that? So listen, these two people came (laughs) in here. Okay, And they came in and they told my people at the front desk they had a meeting with me. Mm-hmm. And the head of IT. And the head of IT. Motherfucker, I don't even know what IT stands for. Okay, I've learned since then that it stands for information technology. I did not know that. You know why? Because that's not what the fuck I do. Yeah. All right? So they come in and they say, we got a meeting with Andy and the head of IT. And they tell my people at the front counter this. And so they text us back uh you know it goes yeah, through I, dj yeah, yeah it got to me and i'm like okay so they asked our head of it right uh he had no no knowledge of this nothing so i'm in the bathroom uh in a stall the big one or right, i getting comfy <laughs> okay and fucking dj comes in he's like andy and i'm like, I'm like you know i'm I tried to pretend I wasn't there. Yeah, you you, you fucking did, too. I, I know. Because I called you twice. Because I would like to shit in peace. And then
0: I came out, they're like, no, yeah. he's definitely so in there. So then <laughs> he comes out again, and he's
1: like, Andy. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, do you have a meeting with Josh and whoever? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I don't know whatever the fuck their names were. And I'm like, what? Well, to, and to be fair, I
0: asked you that because, like, there's some time. Like, listen, everything's on your schedule. I know that. Right? And so, like. There's very rare oppor- like times that come up where like there's something that is going on that's not
1: on the schedule. It happens, but blue moon. Look, dude. So I never heard of these people. And I'm like, no, I don't have a meeting with these people. So DJ, I, walk, I get done. I walk out. DJ's talking to these people, and they look highly irritated. Highly irritated. And... he. You can pick it up from here. Yeah, well, I mean, first I checked with Jason, I checked with Sal, si, checked with you, Drew. Well, they tell you that we were they were they told you that you and that me and them were having an email yeah. back and forth.
0: Yeah. So I go, I'm like, hey, how can I help you guys? And the one guy had a little pamphlet. I said, Well, uh, is this like a it's like a sales pitch? Like, what we got? You know what I'm saying? And uh he's like he's like, Yeah, I was like, no, it's not. You know, he's like, Well, you know, like we we've been uh i mean, we've actually been emailing back and
1: forth with Andy. Now now understand. <laughs> I have not sent an email since 2018. <laughs> not a single fucking one. In fact, if you email me, you I'd never fucking see it. Just so you understand. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, I talked to three fucking people. Yeah. I talked to Jason. I talked to Sal. I talked to four. And I talked to Will and Aaron. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking it. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, well, shit. You emailing back forward with, with the boss.
0: All right, let, let me see him. Oh, well, uh, you know I, well, it was actually, you know, and the name dropped Drew. like always oh, you know I'm like, oh, let me see let me see those. Oh, well, you know, yeah, you know. like so you guys don't don't there is no emails, right? Oh, yeah, you know, but I'm like, so you guys have an appointment at all?" And they're like, "Well, no, I'm like, well, listen, you see that like little
1: sign on the door, and the sign on the door says, "Salespeople seen by appointment only. Mm-hmm. If you ignore this sign, we will not do business with you ever." Because it shows that you are incapable of following directions. How do you know what that sign says? Because man? I fucking wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> That's verbatim. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
0: And so I'm like, you see that little sign there? I'm like, we read that sign so, to avoid these little situations and, and this, this uncomfortable situation we're in right now. That's why we read that sign. Yeah. So, so no. I'm going to have to ask you guys to leave. Like, well... well can we, can we set an appointment with
1: you? I'm no, like, you uh, can't. No. Here's why. Because you're a fucking liar. Yeah. Okay? So here's the first valuable piece of information for everybody on this Q&A. Mm. If you're going to get four for the price of fucking three. All right? Do not do that. Ever. Because I don't care if those two people had the key to the fucking universe in their little case that they were going to pull out and it was going to rain down upon me wealth and riches and fame and give me 24-hour (laughs) blowjob. I am not doing it because you cannot follow directions. Okay? There's this thing called integrity. There's this thing called you don't start off a relationship with fucking bullshit. All right? So this is to all you young hustlers out there, and I hope you two are listening, the ones that came here. You looked all pissed off when you walked out to your car. Good. You should be pissed off, but you should be pissed off at your own dumbasses for thinking that that's going to fucking work on a company, the size and scale of what the fuck we do. Now, I commend you for having initiative, but the fact that you lied and the fact that you told my fucking right-hand dude that you're emailing and having to talk with me when he knows for fucking sure that I don't talk to nobody, that's the whole point. You ain't getting in. And not only are you not getting in, you're never getting in. And in fact, I'm going to go and I'm going to find out who these two fuckers are because I'm sure they have sent me 50 fucking emails. And then I'm going to tell all my friends never to fucking use these people. So just understand how this fucking works. Don't fucking do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Like I, said, I mean, dude, the, the initiative is commendable, right? And like not when but, it's unethical shit. Exactly. Exactly. You're not going to lie to my team, bro. Those girls and those guys up at the front desk, I value them as much as I value anybody else in this building, including my brother, including fucking anybody. And the fact that you're willing to lie to someone that you think you can get away with lying to, to get to me is a bad fucking move, bro. Um, you treat my people like shit. I will treat you like shit. Garen fucking team. Dude, on top of
0: that, like, what about just the, the disrespect of, of, of value, like not valuing
1: your time? You
0: know what I'm saying? Like, I just show up. Let me get a meeting with Andy. Yeah, listen, no, bro, no big deal.
1: It's fine. <laughs> D- All I'm saying is it's a teaching moment for everybody. All you young fucking hustlers listening to the show, don't do that shit. Now, let's admire my fucking two dick goat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that shit's impressive. Dude, I saw when Madad showed me. I said, Madad, I I don't know, man. <laughs> dad knows what's good, bro. He found the only goat in the world with two fucking songs. Yeah. I didn't even know they made them made those. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they made it special for me. It's one on one, bitch. <laughs> All right, man. Let's uh <laughs> let's get better. What are, you All gonna, right. what, what are you gonna name it? I'm thinking of a name. Okay. It has to be something grandiose. Mm-hmm. Something plural. Yeah, it's like Thanos of the goats. You know, like <laughs> Godos. Going <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's get into these questions, man. Goody Holmes. You don't even know who John Holmes is, bro.
0: Oh, you do? Yeah. And Damn, I'm not that young. I don't know. All right. <clears throat> Goody Holmes right here. Well, let's get into it, man. Uh, any questions?
1: <laughs> All over the internet. Look at now, he's fucking famous. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he never thought that like being Dude. born with two dicks. Yeah, we we'll make him so famous. Being casted, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. All right.
0: <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Andy, question number one. Andy, what's your take about uh, employees and staff being in uniforms? Uh, I own a gym, and I don't enforce the dress code for the front desk workers. Um, now that the new year is here, I'm thinking about having them wear a uniform, uh, which uh, really would be anything with a gym logo on it. And I would, of course, supply the clothing items, things like
1: that. But what, what's your take? Does it help cohesiveness impact on culture? What, what's your take on it? Yeah, dude, I think you, you first of all, you need to send the right message. To people are coming in your gym that mm-hmm. we're a professional place. We, we take care of things. Our standards are high, like people standing around. And bro, by the way, this when I was a small business, like when it was just me and Chris, we didn't have a dress code. We mm-hmm. show up in whatever T-shirt we had in shorts probably why it took us fucking 10 years to figure the fuck out, you know, or at least part of it. Um, I think having at least like a polo and some nice jeans or polo and, you know, some nice shorts, something that looks professional. That's kind of the standard that we run here. Like if you wear branded gear, you wear, you know, sporty professional, that's okay. Um, there is people that, you know, tuck it in and look super buttoned up and all that, mm-hmm. but we don't require that. But I think it's important. I think it's important to have at least a standard of, professionalism, uh, that you send to your customers. But I also do believe that for cultural reasons too, it makes people perform better and feel better when they're part of something that has high standards. Mm. So like not, if I would actually raise it higher than just the uniform because you asked about cohesiveness. When people belong to a certain culture that holds high standards, they value being a part of that. So they, it's a, it's a, much more productive work environment when people are proud to be a part of whatever it is they're working on than it is, you know, some bullshit, sloppy shit. Mm -hmm. And so like, while the uniform isn't going to get you all the way, uh, into the end zone in terms of team cohesiveness, it's a good place to start. So I think it's a really good idea. I think you should do it now. And I think all of you guys should do it. You know, a lot of you guys run small brick and mortar type type businesses or small gyms or small, whatever it is. And you think because it's small that you don't need to hold a standard because, you know, you're small. But the reality is, is if you want to get big, you have to start pretending as if you're a bigger company. That's how everything works, bro. Like when you go to sleep, what do you do? You pretend to be asleep and then you fall asleep. You ever thought about that? No, not so much. Yeah. Okay. So becoming who it is that you want to be is no different. When you decide who you want to be, like today, right? Like if you think about who you are today and realize that you, who you are right now is the product of all of the decisions that you've made for the last, let's say, 90 days at least, probably more like years, right? For most people, you have to realize that that's who you were, okay? And so for you to become who you want to be, you don't just become that. You have to start behaving as if you are that. And then eventually, you will actually materialize into that. A lot of people hear that and they say they hear fake it till you make it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about going out on the internet and faking it like you're successful when you're not. That's, everybody wants to hear that for some reason. I don't know why. What I'm telling you is you fake it till you make it in terms of the actual actions and the standards that you hold for yourself today that would be equivalent to the person or the company that you want to become down the road. So if you want to become, uh, let's, I'm assuming that this person wants to make their facility a much higher-end facility, you have to start behaving at the higher-end facility now, and eventually you will become that. The reason people don't grasp this concept is because they have imposter syndrome when they start doing it, right? Like today, I'm going to start behaving like a fit person would. I'm going to eat what a fit person would. I'm going to exercise like a fit per- person would train. I'm going to drink the, that proper amount of water. I'm going to read what a productive person would read. And, but I'm still fat and I'm mm-hmm. still stupid because this is the first fucking day. All right. So that causes like f- fraudulence, right? And the same, the same situation happens in business. When people start behaving like a, a higher standard business, they, they feel like they're a fraud because they know that they only got... $300 in their fucking business bank account, right? right? But you still have to do it. So understanding, and the sleep thing is the closest thing I can get to people understanding what mm-hmm. the fuck I'm talking about. You have to pretend before you become. It's no different than falling asleep. When you go to fucking fall asleep, you close your eyes and you lay there and you're pretending to fall asleep. And all of a sudden you're fucking sleeping. Mm-hmm. It's The same thing with, when, with becoming who it is you want to become or building your company into something that you want it to be. The longer you delay that, acting as if the the that keeps the dream out of out of reach forever.
0: Yeah. When was that? When was that 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 connection for you? I guess starting S two. How long did it did it take before you you noticed like okay let's let's start really focusing on this team cohesively.
1: Six years. Okay. The first six years we didn't do it at all. Uh, the when we got six years in we started. So what happened was. We went from two stores that I ran a store, Chris ran a store to six stores in one day. All right. Cause we absorbed a company that was going out of business. Mm-hmm. We basically took over their leases and, and bought their inventory. All right. Which that has its pluses and minus two. I could talk about later because it, it was, it ended up working out, but it, I could have done it better. But, uh, when I, when we, all of a sudden we went from like just me and him, cause we worked the full day. Right to like 10 employees in one day, all right? Cause we had like two guys at each place. And yeah. it was probably like 13 or 14 people total. Two of those people were Jason and Cody. Mm-hmm. So like I realized, holy shit, there's like a standard to keep here. I can't let these motherfuckers run in here just wearing their fucking uh, Axl Rose t-shirt, right? Like, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? So we got, we got them polos, uh, we got them, you know, we made a dress code and, we, and that's where it started. And then it took, mm-hmm. it took from 2006 to, 2010 to really figure out what culture meant and how to build it and create it. And then in 2010, that's where we started to intentionally really put this out. And, you know, I think our companies are famous for that mm-hmm. now. I think anybody that understands what we do, uh, any of the companies that I'm involved in, they all have tremendous culture and people are confused as to how to create it. Well, that took me 24 years to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's also why I ask that you share the show because I'm saving you 24 fucking years. So that's real. Yeah. That's real. I love but it. yeah, it's a good place <laughs> to start. Yeah, I love it.
0: Uh, question, uh, question number two, Andy. What's your best practical advice for breaking bad mental habits? Specifically thought patterns uh, and reactions that you've had your whole life that come so second nature to you. It's like breathing. How do you break those mental conversations? How do you defeat them?
1: Well, look. There's an entire multi-billion-dollar therapy, in you know, industry built off of this. Um, the biggest thing is to become aware. All right, when you become aware, most people are not aware of their thought pattern. They they allow these thoughts to creep in, and they do not become aware of these thoughts. So they just like they react in terms of emotion and feeling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. <clears throat> the first thing you have to do is you have to be aware. Like when you start thinking, like when I was going through my Lexapro withdrawal, Mm -hmm. like a lot of the thoughts were suicidal thoughts, okay? And when I started thinking, and like, dude, people that don't understand suicidal thoughts, it's not like, it's it's hard to explain if you've never experienced it. But like for me, I had like legitimate like fantasies about shooting myself in the fucking head. Like it's not a... It's not like a plan, like I'm planning this out mm-hmm. or like, oh, I'm going to miss everybody. These it's thoughts like, will come out of nowhere. No, bro. It's like this fucking like vision that you see of you mm-hmm. fucking shooting yourself in the head over and over and over again. And so like, if you're unaware of that and that starts to happen, you're probably confused as to what the fuck is going on, right? So what I do, and this is not related to that example, but like I was aware that, the, okay, this is what's going on. I'm going through a chemical change. I'm going through a withdrawal. This will pass. I will make it through this. And I told myself this through the process because this was a multi-time a day situ- uh, occurrence. But for most people that aren't totally fucked in the head, um, it can be as simple as like the laziness that you are looking to break away from. Like, for example, right now most people are trying to. Break away from their old habits, right? Like they don't want to continue to to be a fat fuck. They don't want to continue to be broke. So, right now, everybody's in the mindset I'm going to change all these things. But when you get home from your job, okay, whatever it is that you do, which is probably not easy, it's not easy, and nobody's job is easy. And you go home and you have to do your workout or whatever it is you have to do. You got to make dinner that's healthy. You start to tell yourself a story. And the story sounds like, Hey man, you had a hard day, you know, it just, you know, we'll take it easy tonight. We'll order some pizza and, you know, tomorrow we'll get back on it. We'll, 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 uh, we'll start this back up. Sound familiar?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Doesn't it? Absolutely. Okay.
1: (laughs) So the way that you change this is that you are aware of the story that you're telling yourself to justify the behavior that's created this place that you don't want to go. And so what I talk a lot about is like an action or productivity pivot. So the minute that I sit down on the couch and I say, fuck, dude, fucking tired. I don't want to work out. I don't want to do that is the minute that I take that as an indicator, as a as a trigger for me to get up, put my shoes on and go do whatever it is that my internal dialogue has started to tell me not to do. Just happened this morning. Yeah, yeah, I did. People don't know that I was sick as fuck last Mm -hmm. night. I got up this morning, I could barely fucking move, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not fucking, I'm not quitting, mm-hmm. and I'm not using this as an excuse. And you know what happened? I put my shit on, I went out, I did my cardio, and guess what? I actually felt a little better. Now I feel pretty good, yeah. okay? So we have to be aware, and we have to recognize when these stories that are bullshit, come into our brain. I talk a lot about this in the 75 hard book. We talk about the bitch voice and the boss voice. And the bitch voice is that voice that tells you, take it easy. You worked really hard today, bro. Let's just order pizza tonight. Tomorrow we'll get back on it. For real this time, but for for real. Like, I mean it. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you've told yourself this before, but this time we're for real. So dude, just don't worry about it. Just order that pizza, right? That's the bitch voice. The boss voice is the one that you have to start to condition and tune up. And the boss voice is the voice that will get you up off the couch and say, no, fuck that. You're the fucking talking inside your head. Mm -hmm. You're the fucking reason I'm here. You're the reason I'm frustrated. You're the reason my bank account looks the way it does. You're the reason my body looks the way it does. Fuck you, bitch voice. And I'm going to get up right then and I'm going to take action in the complete opposite direction of what the fuck it is telling me." And so becoming aware of these two messages, and I like to think of them just like we used to see in cartoons as a kid. You see the little devil on one side, Mm -hmm. that's your bitch voice. You see the little angel on the other side, that's your boss voice. Your boss voice is always going to tell you what the best thing for you is to do in reality that you already know. But that bitch voice is so good at convincing you to take it easy or take a rest day. And I'm not saying a rest day is bad. But the problem, the reason that you are where you are is because you've been resting your whole fucking life, okay? So we need to eliminate that for a while so that you get out of that fucking habit. But the point is, awareness, bro. Awareness, 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 awareness. Be aware of the story that you're telling yourself that is keeping you in a place that you never wanted to be in the first place and start to see that voice as the literal enemy of your entire progress because that's the truth. It is the enemy of your progress that bitch voice that tells you to take it easy and fucking we'll do it tomorrow and all these things that is the fucking sole reason that you are sitting where you are today with the dissatisfaction and the frustration that you feel every single day so becoming aware of it and then doing the opposite of what that bitch voice says if you can learn to do that you what will happen is that bitch voice will will first of all it'll stop doing that which is really nice because now like for me I don't really have much of a bitch voice. Like I just know what the fuck I got to do. There's no mental anguish. There's no negotiating. There's no, um, you know, justifying or, or having to overcome it. And that's the point of the live hard program. The live hard program is training your brain to basically become 100% boss voice all the time, which makes you a fucking monster when it comes to doing whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. puts you entirely control of your future. Um, you know, people will say, well, there's always things that come that that keep you from where you want to be. No, motherfucker. There is things that happen. There is unexpected events. You will get sick. People will die. Bad things will fucking happen. But the reality is, is that people have weaponized these outside circumstances against themselves to keep themselves exactly where they are. And they don't look at it in reality. Bro, the reality is you ain't handling fucking business. That's it. And so, you know, the more conscious that we become aware of this internal dialogue, the easier it is to, first of all, start doing the opposite. Like, think of the productivity pivot. Like, mm-hmm. when, you, when it says, oh, dude, I don't want to work out, then you go work out right away. you make it the best workout you yes, ever fucking have. the best, and dude, if you, and anybody can do this. This does not take a whole lot. It just takes an instant action, right? The minute you hear it, get the fuck up and go. If you could do that a year from now, That bitch voice that you hear that has talked you out of everything that you wanted in life, that has kept you fat, that has kept you broke, that has kept you from really becoming someone who accomplishes anything, you won't be able to hear it anymore. And that's when the real fun starts. That's whenever you become completely in control of your outcome, with the exception of the occasional fucking road bumps that are going to punch us in the fucking face. For those asterisk people. Asterisk people. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Oh, you're a butt, <laughs> But blah, but, blah, Your whole blah. life's a butt, bro. What the fuck are exactly. you talking about? Yeah. Exactly.
0: Love it, man. Well, guys, our third and final question, uh, Andy, question number three. Andy, in one of your Andy Grahams, you spoke about stepping into greatness. Uh, I'm a 19-year-old uh, in school for finance. I'm currently doing 75 hard, and I'm still unsure what I can do to step into my greatness. What's the best tip or hack for finding one's true purpose and opening uh, their own greatness from within? My goal is to become successful, but I haven't found the path or passion that will equal success.
1: Well, here's the good part. We just spoke about awareness. The fact that you are aware of what you're asking at the age of 19 years old tells me that you are on the right track. Mm. Most people don't think these thoughts until they're, you know, Past the point of really being able to do anything about it, and then they're like, "Fuck, I'm fucking this age," which is a lie anyway. Okay, and I can't do this and this and this now. And then now they start in with the age excuse, mm-hmm. right? For the first fucking twenty years, from twenty to forty, they didn't even think about it. Now because they're forty, they're too old to change shit, which is bullshit. Okay. Um, so the first thing is that I would say it's awesome that you're already aware of it, and I think the fact that you are aware of it like I was aware of it at 17, 18, 19 years old, is going to end you in a proper place, all right? But in terms of stepping into your greatness, that will come with time, dude. You're fucking 19 years old. Here's what you need to be focused on. If you can focus on building the best possible you, if you could put, you're already doing 75 hard. Mm -hmm. If you could focus on building a, a bulletproof mindset, a mindset that allows you to go and achieve no matter what the outside circumstances may be, no matter what the weather's like, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter how you feel about it, if you're able to go execute on those things, which you're already putting in the work to develop that skill set, there's really nothing that can stop you. Everybody thinks there's things that can stop you. And the reason they think there's things that can stop you is because they don't wanna put in the work to become someone who is unstoppable, Mm. all right? But you can very easily become someone who is unstoppable By just putting the work into becoming so mentally hardened that you don't have to negotiate with yourself. This goes back to the last question. The, The negotiation process for most people is what kills their entire life. It's that fucking story that, it's not that most people don't know what to do. It's that most people know what to do and then talk themselves out of doing it, all right? So you're 19 years old. You already understand the importance Of building this mindset. You already understand the want and the drive and the ambition to become the best possible version of yourself. So what I'm going to recommend to you is that you have a little patience and understand that you're 19, bro. Not very many people, quote unquote, step into their greatness at 19 years old. you got a whole life ahead of you. You're on the right track. You're doing the right things. You're thinking about the right things. And those things will pay off over the course of time. Do not lose hope. Do not lose faith continue to stay on this path. Your friends are going to make fun of you. Your fuck girlfriends are going to leave you for it. They're going to tell you you're obsessed. They're going to tell you you're fucking weird. They're going to say, why don't you want to go out and fucking party? Why don't you want to do this and this and this? And the reality is, bro, you're on a different path. That human being who asked that question is on a different path than 99% of the people and all of their friends, all of that person's friends fall into that 99%. So just understand because at 19, you really don't know shit. Like you're, you're, this dude is rolling the dice, thinking like, okay, I think I'm on the right path. Trust me when I tell you that you're on the right path. None of your friends, no fucking shit. All those friends saying all this shit to you, they're going to say, oh, take it easy. Or, oh, blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, blah, blah, blah. Bro, they're not going to be able to fucking pay their bills when they're 40 years old. Reality. Human bitch voices. Yes. So, uh, I think this person's in a great spot. I think the awareness in general, like a lot of people ask questions and they're like, well, what about this? I think about this a lot. Well, the fact that you're thinking about it is evidence that you are going to find a solution where people really get in trouble is where they don't even analyze or think. Right. And they move through their life one year at a time, every year telling themselves, this is going to be the year I'm going to change everything. And that goes on their entire life. And then once they get to a certain age where they think, oh, I'm fucking past my opportunity is uh, passed. I'm kind of over this. Then they just go full-blown quitter. Mm. And then, you know, their shit's over. The like most people that get to that point, it usually happens when they're about 40 years old, their fucking life is over. Like they, they might think it's not over. They might live another 30 fucking years, but their life is over. Because, dude, the true, the true juice in life, the true things that really make life livable are the squeezing of your own human potential out of yourself so that you have a great fucking story when it's time to go on to the next thing so that's probably so so you gotta
0: let the cake bake yeah but let me actually so i mean are, are there things that you think that he should be avoiding right like like <clears throat> is it the gurus i mean because like there's i feel like the younger crowd man they, they are like they they, they do have
1: the attacks, they're just getting pulled in different directions. Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of people out there that are preying on people like this. Right. Like, bro, look, right. I know, like, at 19 years old, like, this person here, they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. But it would be very easy for someone who's 30 years old or 40 years old who has, you know, the appearance of some sort of winning to convince them that they're not on the right path mm-hmm. and that you need them and you need this. Bro, listen. If you put in the work to becoming the most mentally hardened version of yourself, and the main point is a highly disciplined version. If you can, it's like I said on Monday show, if you can become the person that can say no to whatever it is that does not align with who it is you're trying to become, and you can do that consistently, you have discovered the true superpower of humanity, the true superpower skill of humanity. Most people are incapable of doing that. Most people cannot resist the temptations. Most people can't say no to the alcohol because they're trying to build a better life. Most people, and I'm not saying you can't drink alcohol, bro, but I'm just saying alcohol, in my opinion, is a a lifestyle that is pushed on the public as normal, that's not very normal, that is designed to keep people suppressed and their potential suppressed. I I like beer, bro. I drink beer probably three or four times a year and I get pretty fucked up and I like it, it's fun. But I don't make it a regular part of my life, dude, because I'm trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to create. I'm trying to step into my greatness, right? So I, I say no to the things that don't align right. with that, right. right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. If you
1: it. could develop that ability, bro, to, to control yourself, there's nothing you can't do. Fitness will not be a problem. Your goals in business will not be a problem. Relationships will not be a problem because now you have the power to resist all things that do not align with what you're trying to do. And a lot of people who are losers will say, "Well, that doesn't sound very fucking fun." Well, you know what doesn't sound fun to me? Being a fucking loser that can't pay their shit that lives life on the fucking on their terms, meaning the fucking higher powers that be, meaning being a little fucking sheep or a little cog in the big wheel. Like there's nothing worse than that. Not only is it not only is it fun to be unplugged and to be your own person and to be doing your own things, it's a thousand times more fun than the typical loser behavior of Thursday night out, Friday night out, Saturday night out. And you know how I know this? Because I lived that life before I lived this life. Real talk. Yeah. Today, a lot of you guys that follow uh, First Form, which you should, uh, Today was the, the seven-year anniversary of the video I made where I was getting out of bed, where I was three hundred fucking thirty fucking pounds. And I haven't Emily brought it to my attention this morning. She's like, you know, today was seven years that you guys made that video. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, that's a pretty big accomplishment. I have never gone back. I never once fucking went back. I never got fat again. I never fucking went. Like, that was the day that everything fucking changed. I might post that. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the point is, is that, dude, if you develop yourself at 19 years old as someone who could say yes to the things that push you down the road you want to be on and no to the things that pull you off of that road, and you can do that consistently, and then if you do choose to indulge, it's a choice, right? It's something you're, you're allowing. It's yeah, not let's... something that's sucking you in. There's a big difference there. Yeah. People don't understand. Even that. just the regret aspect yeah. of it. It's not that you have to have abstinence from the enjoyment or the fruits of life, right? Like alcohol's been in the fucking culture for thousands of years, bro. The reason it has been uh is because it's pretty fucking fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. But we're not supposed to have fun 24-7. This is part of the cultural conditioning that I think we have been victim to in this whole entire country. They tell you that you should be happy 247. And if you're not happy 247, you're depressed. They tell you that you should have fun 24-7. And if you're not having fun 24-7, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You're a weirdo. You're obsessed. Too serious. You're too serious. Mm-hmm. You need to live a little. Bro, the reason people look the way they do and have the lives they live is because they live a little all the fucking time. So when you, come, when you become someone who can control these things, that's a fucking superpower, bro, that most yeah. people don't have. Like most people do not have that power. Yeah. To me, like, you know, where I've done this program for years on end now, not years directly, but every year for four years in a row, uh, it's it's bizarre to me. And, And I don't say this to be rude because I was the worst offender of this. And this is a testament to how far you can go. I was the person who couldn't go to a restaurant. Like, I like toaster ravioli. Here in St. Louis, dude, we got toaster ravioli. Like you might not have it's a it, staple. But I'm telling you right now, it's the best shit ever.
0: Yeah, Toaster ravs and smoke uh, sports yeah. parties, right? Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> I had to stop saying. I had to stop saying yes to those too. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, uh, but I couldn't go to a restaurant without ordering an appetizer. Okay, like it was. It was conditioned into me. Like I had to, I had. I had to order toaster raviolis or nachos or some shit. And it it wasn't something that I could even control. It was, I had to do it. I did it every time. And like if I was sitting there and I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, fuck, I know I shouldn't order that thing, but fuck it, I'm going to order it anyway. And here's the problem with that mindset. When you are letting that thing make the decision for you, you ultimately feel less about yourself because you are exercising less control and less power which lowers your self-esteem and makes you think less of yourself. But if you are someone who can make the conscious decision and say, I'm going to order those nachos because you know what? I feel like having nachos today. And it's not this thing where in your head, you're fighting it. You understand what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Now it becomes a pleasurable experience versus something that lowers your self-esteem, and makes you feel guilty. Okay. So we keep ourselves in this mental place of guilt by never honoring the things that actually serve us. And that's the whole key to really having a great life and being happy about it. So love it took me man. a long time to learn that. But if you can learn it at 19 years old, dude, you're way, 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 way ahead of everybody else. Love it, man. Well, guys, Andy, that was three, four. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was four. four. Don't fucking lie and try to get meetings, <laughs> turds. All right. That was four. Share yeah. the show if you want some more. Don't be a hoe. Share the show.
0: Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck up bow. Fuck up stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her on bank row. Can't fold. Dust a no. Head shot. Case closed. Close.